Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. And this week, my guest is me. (laughs) Actually, my guest is Andrew Mason, host of the Pro Guide podcast, as well as the GTD podcast. It is my thrill to have him come on and actually turn the tables on me uh, for the first time ever on this show. And ask me a bunch of questions. So he tries to stump me. He asks me a bunch of questions about my productivity style now and some of the uh, background behind this show, to be honest. Some of the stuff that, honestly, I've never shared before in terms of how this show came about, my productivity journey up till the point of starting the show, how my productivity journey has progressed as the show has evolved, where I'm at right now, and honestly, some of the deeper probing questions that I've ever answered on anybody else's show, but they're right here on this one. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And in fact, what would be awesome is at the end, we get to a point where I think there's still more questions to be asked. And so what I want to do is open up for you, the listener, the opportunity to ask questions as well in the comments section of this episode. Feel free to go to beyondthetodolist.com slash 121. That's beyondthetodolist.com slash 121. You'll find the show notes for this episode, and you'll find the comment section. And I am going to camp out there. I will answer any question you have. Feel free to ask it. I've got notifications turned on and ready to go. Before we get into that conversation, I want to say thank you to Nosby, the sponsor of this episode. Thank you to Nasby for supporting Beyond the To-Do List. Nasby is a tool that allows more than 300,000 busy people and teams from all over the world get their tasks and projects done. It is cross-platform. That means it is desktop. It is mobile. It is tablet. It is Mac, Windows, Linux even, Android, iOS, iPhone, iPad, etc., even Apple Watch. Stay tuned for an upcoming episode of this podcast with the founder of Nosby, Michael Slowinski. Really looking forward to sharing that with you. Right now, Nosby is offering 10% off of a Nosby Pro account. To get advantage of that and a 30-day free trial, go over to nosby.com slash to do. That's N-O-Z-B-E dot com slash T-O-D-O. Nosby.com slash to do. That's where you can set up a 30 day free Nosby Pro trial. And when you upgrade, use that code to do to save 10 extra percent off your purchase. 
Well, welcome uh, again to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Uh, as you can hear, my I am not Eric Fisher. Uh, the voice you're hearing is Andrew Mason, and uh, it's my honor to be uh, Eric's guest, but guest interviewer. And uh, what we're looking to do is flip the tables on Eric and have him be in the interviewee chair for a little while. So, uh, Eric, have you ever done anything like this before? I've been on a lot of other podcasts, but never been a guest on my own show. Well, hey, I, I'm I'm honored to be able to do that. Uh, I've actually had you uh, on the pro guide a year or two ago. And uh, just a little bit about me. My name is Andrew J. Mason. Uh, I uh, host two podcasts. One's the pro guide, which is just where I learn from leaders and uh, also uh, getting things done for the David Allen company and just where we get to learn about uh, the GTD system and different people getting to do that. But uh, I'm really, really interested, Eric, in talking a little bit about your personal systems, your processes, and, and maybe even a little bit about how Beyond the To-Do List got started. So uh, I think maybe even one of the first questions that people, your audience would be interested in is, is learning a little bit about your story. I mean, how does somebody recognize the need for a podcast like Beyond the To-Do List and, and even get started? Where, where does the story kind of begin for you? Yeah, the story for me, there's a couple different kind of tangents or or pieces of information that you need to know that combine to make the show, you know, happen and and the genesis of it. One was that I was thoroughly interested in productivity for a long time, a lot of that time not even knowing what that word meant or what that was. I just thought, you know, uh being effective, being efficient, being on top of my game, being you know, the best at what I'm being tasked to do, let alone not even going into the, the whole subject of deciding what it is you want to do and being good at those things or what you're made to do or your calling and all that, all the different cool kind of stuff that I've been able to explore with the show. So all that was kind of in flux. And then podcasting came along and, you know, the story goes that I got up or so I was sitting doing data entry in June or July. I forget which. Uh, I know it's a J month in the middle of 2005 <laughs> and iTunes on the Windows machine at work where I'm doing data entry pops up and says, there's an there's an update. And I'm like, you know what? It's time for a break. So I hit yes. <laughs> I go use the restroom, get some coffee, something, come back, and it's there. And I'm like ready to sit down, turn my music back on. And I look over and I'm like, what's this thing called podcasts in the sidebar? <laughs> and so right from the get-go, I click in and look and see, oh, these are radio shows that download so I can play them and pause them. Genius. <laughs> and right away I knew – Oh, I want to do one of these. I, I love just the uh, even you know it's not even it's not even eleven years ago, but just the nostalgia yeah. I'm feeling about the uh, the idea of podcasts. Uh, were there ever times in your early days where you're like, you know, man, I don't know if this is right. You know, you're you're getting it started. You're you're getting your first show together. You know, you're kind of coming up with the material and everything. And there's not really a, a best way or a perfect way to kind of do this. Uh, so, how do you go about putting yourself out there? Well, the thing you need to know, and I think most people need to hear, is that Beyond the To-Do List was not my first podcast. Mm. It was my first solo podcast, if you can call doing, you know, it's a solo show in except for the fact that I'm talking to other people. So it's still not just me most of the time. It was not my first show, however. For a long time, I listened to a lot of other shows. So I immersed myself in the world of podcasting and listened first, consumed first. Then I moved on to creating where I did in, in 2007 from April to December, my friend and I, uh, at the same job, we would, we did a, did a comedy show 
almost daily comedy show. We'd go to his house. We'd go to his spare bedroom where the mixer and my iPod and then his iPod were kind of synced into the front and back end so we could play sounds <laughs> in. And we had two mics and we had different snippets of stuff. We'd do movie reviews and music and topical you know we were we were basically trying to be a late night talk show <laughs> and it was fun and we get we garnered a pretty good following not huge but the caveat here or the 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 best thing that came out of that was at the end one i put in a ton of hours podcasting mm-hmm. that year and itunes gave us a an award that december for one of the top new comedy podcasts wow yeah not not a lot of people know that that's something that uh is in my background so having that's, done that we've, we we did a we did another season of it about a year later for another year-long stint and then you know called it quits and by that point i'd been friends with cliff ravenscraft for a few years and called him up and had said, hey, do you want to do a show with me? And we mm-hmm. did something called Social Media Serenity for a year and a half. And it was all about, you know, what <laughs> what you need to know about how to use social media without going crazy. Mm-hmm. And so then January 2012, he, Cliff, decides that he's going to scale back and stop doing as many shows mm-hmm. on his generally speaking network. And as soon as he said that, I said genius, and I started doing you know social media segments on his podcast, Answer Man Show, uh, at the time. But I knew instantly I needed to, and this was the year of this show coming out. It was August 2012, and this was January 2012 that that he said this. Uh, so eight months later, the show was launched. That that is incredible. Actually, I, I look at the uh, you know just what you were saying with the the comedy podcast. Two two questions come up just to to backpedal just a little bit. First of all. What is your reaction when you see that you get an, a, an award from, uh, you know, iTunes, uh, Apple? And, and, yeah. and it's not necessarily anything you're going for. You know, who even knew that they even had awards? What's, what's your first reaction when you see that? We had no idea it was happening. Suddenly, we're <laughs> both in there looking around in iTunes like we, you know, at the time were very prone to do because we wanted to see how we ranked and all that kind of stuff. And, and this was back when the podcasting herd was a lot thinner. So it was completely rewarding. I mean, we just we already were getting voice feedback from a lot of listeners saying they love the show and, you know, we'd play clips of them in the show and doing different things. I mean, it was a very interactive <laughs> podcast, like a lot of them used to be back then and and aren't so much anymore. But yeah, it was very rewarding. It was very affirming. And then we did it for about another month later after that award and then stopped <laughs> for a year. <laughs> well, a second question too, I'm thinking, uh, is this content still available somewhere online? Those that know how to find it <laughs> could find it. That is all I will say about that. Okay, However, good to know. Good I to know. do I do have an idea of maybe pulling out a, a piece or two here and there and putting it up on SoundCloud for people to to sample. So, well, uh, kind of uh, bringing it back up to speed where you were talking about 2012. This show, uh, you know, has its origins, and uh, you know, I'm thinking 2012 to 2016. That's actually really good longevity in terms of podcasting. I mean, that's four years you're, you're going on now. And I love hearing maybe some stories of obstacles you've encountered along the ways or what even people would consider failures or challenges. Is there anything that while you're in the process of creating this show thinking, I don't know if I'm going to stick around with this show for very long or not, or, or, you know, were there any obstacles that you really had to overcome along the way? I'll say this, and, and, and if you're a long-term listener of this show, you probably are aware of this. The, the biggest obstacle for this show, uh, even being on, you know, 121 episodes now, if you think about it, three years, 52 
<laughs> uh, weeks a year, we should be higher towards the 200 mark right now than we are. Mm-hmm. So consistency is the issue. And in more specifically talking, consistency or systematizing people from all different kind of walks of productivity and, and their intersection with productivity. Uh, are there any favorite guests that kind of stick out to you? And if so, are there any most kind of valuable pieces of advice that you re- you've received so far on this show? Stuff that's, you know, you, you've, you've listened to it and you've taken it to heart and it's not just, you know, that surface level, okay, that sounds like a good one-liner, but something that, man, that's actually really changing the way that, uh, that I'm going about my day-to-day life. Yeah, one of the things that really stuck with me, and there's a number of them. I mean, you can't have a hundred and whatever episodes without having takeaways. But some of the biggest ones, one of the biggest ones, honestly, was Michael Hyatt. We were talking about looking where you're going to instead of looking back and trying to avoid where you've been or where others have been. We were both specifically talking about the fact that, uh, you know, we had had issues in our past with our fathers. And by looking back and saying, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. We were self-sabotaging. And in the metaphor I think that he gave was something along the lines of race car driving and where you have to, when you're going around a curve, look to where you're going to go instead of straight ahead. Because if you look straight ahead, you turn right into the wall. Hmm. And so it was always about looking forward to where you're wanting to be. And, you know, and, and there's, there is something to be said for being in the here and now, but ultimately it's the not looking back. That, that really, you know, in, in other words, uh, changing your mindset. This is one of the other things that uh, I've learned recently, even just from listening to my friend uh, Cliff Ravenscraft in some of his recent episodes, but as well as his recent appearance on the show. He's done a year where he's worked out six days a week, every week. Man. And he's lost, I don't know, I mean, he's under 200 right now. He was started at 268. Wow. And it's not – he's actually lost more, quote-unquote, weight than that, but he's built muscle as well. So you know, I keep saying I'm going to pull a Cliff Ravenscraft sometime and start doing that. And in fact, that's actually one of the things that I've uh, started. And that's the thing that I think I'm, I'm looking at the most right now currently has just been uh, mindset. And so combining maybe some of what Cliff has said and some of what Michael has said in terms of looking forward and just – Changing the way that I feel about myself or th- or more importantly, think about myself and mm-hmm. where I am. One of the key things that Cliff has kept saying is that, you know, this is his commitment for the rest of his life. Like he's not just saying, all right, I'm going to get to this one point and then be done. No, he's like, no, I mean, whatever it is I need to do to work it out to get to the point where this is a consistent habit from this point forward, like he's doing it. And he proved by having that mindset that he could right away. And then consistently kept doing it. This is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but what do you think uh, the, the shift is that happens for people where it's not just something they're trying, not something that they're, they're practicing for a little while, but then it just kind of makes that shift over into a, a point of identity for them. You know, you can see that this is, uh, you know, from how you describe it, this is how Cliff feels about himself now. You know, this is who he is now. Yeah. There, there's a point where you're so invested that you actually have something to lose if you stop with this new habit. What do you think that is? I think it's different for everybody. I think for Cliff specifically, and I'm tr- I've been trying to pinpoint that actually, uh, when it comes to, he had, done, you know, he'd had a couple other stints where, 
all right, I'm I'm back at it. You know, you mm-hmm. hear you hear you, especially at this time of year. I mean, we're recording this in January and releasing it in January, and it's you know just about the point where the New Year's resolutions either have fizzled or are starting to. <laughs> it's make or break, right? Yeah, now. and you you hear a lot about that, where it's like, okay, I know where I want to be, I know what I want to be, and who I want to be, and how, and all that resolution stuff. But when it comes down to it, it's it's more about how are you going to maintain or just completely shift and be off the old rails and onto the new set that just keeps going forever and ever, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I think part of it is for Cliff was he wasn't just changing stuff for the here and now. Like he envisioned, like he, he, I mean, they, a lot of people say, you know, work with the end in mind. Well, he is like, he's w- looking forward to being at his healthiest possible the entire rest of his life till he's dead, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that right there is a huge difference, when, specifically when it comes to health. I mean, not to keep going on health for forever in this. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search. Just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you enjoy Beyond the To-Do List, I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans. I'm Sarah Hart Unger, the host of Best Laid Plans, a podcast devoted to all things planning and planning adjacent. I talk about everything from paper planner reviews to deep dives into all things productivity from keeping track of goals and tasks to fitting in your true priorities and reducing the stress around planning and organizing across different areas of life. I am a practicing physician and mother of three, so I have a lot going on in my own life and am intimately familiar with the time constraints that impact us all. And I love sharing my own productivity strategies and learning from others who have their own ideas to share. I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans, available on all podcast platforms, or visit my website, theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X dot com to learn more. <laughs> well, no, not to, not, to, not to beat the dead horse, but, but, uh, like but what you're saying with Michael Hyatt, yeah. I mean, just the idea of having that vision so clear where you're headed. Uh, you know, I think maybe it starts with wanting to avoid the wall and spin out and crash. But I think the, uh, the end game is, is seeing where you're driving to and being so jazzed and excited about it that it kind of pulls you forward. Yeah, I think – and I think that's the thing that I, I know for a fact actually. That was part of what got Cliff going right away was the fact that he was doing the selfie of the day and <laughs> posting it and getting the adoration of – you know, and the kudos from the fans and the community that, that he has built up around him over time and that that kept him going in the beginning when it was a struggle even though he was still super excited. But as he used that momentum – to move forward, he moved forward into the point where it was ha- a habit and then an addiction. 
I love it. I, I actually would love to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk. Uh, and, and, you know, it's kind of a great segue to talk about your personal system. I mean, the show is called Beyond the To-Do List. I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, people's habits. And uh, Eric, if you're anything like me, I know that uh, I'm a lifelong learner. I love hearing the new ideas and processes that people have all the time. Do you mind telling your audience a little bit about your personal to-do list? Um, is it something that uh, is a system that's set in stone? Is it a system that's constantly changing over time? Uh, give us a snapshot of what that looks like for you. Well, like you, I'm one of those people who tries all the different tips and tricks and tools mm-hmm. and tries to you know hunker down into something new and see if it'll work better than the other one just because new and shiny is fun. And <laughs> that's not always a great thing. I try to stick with – You know, I I try to tell people, look, pick one and stick with it. Don't worry about the tool uh, unless you have no tool. Then pick one, for example, maybe my sponsor, and stick with that and run with it, you know? And so my system, I have used, and and there, I mean, (laughs) I have used OmniFocus. I have used uh, Nosby. I have used Todoist. I have used, let's see, there's another one, Things. Mm -hmm. And those are all, and again, those are all task management systems personally. And some of them can be used uh, collaboratively. Trello is another one. Actually, Trello is probably the one I've used most consistently. And the thing is about that is because that's what, for my position at Social Media Examiner, as mm-hmm. Social Media Manager, I'm most tied into because everybody else is using it you know, by mandate. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, as far as my task list, it, it, as far as what I'm looking at for today to do, one, it's a calendar. i know because because time you know because a set there is no other day but this day that these things are set on appointment wise you know what i mean like time is a uh a landing place for you know we're both going to meet at this place at this time sometimes the place is online Mm -hmm. but that is that's not changing I mean, those those things can change. You can reschedule meetings, but it's but so funny. I see saying. the uh, I see the the faces of our audience in my head right now, and I see this combination of like incredulousness, like "Are you serious?" <laughs> but also like that's brilliant, you know. Well, I mean, that but that's the thing is like I plan my weeks based on what is already on the calendar by who I've allowed to have access to it, as well as what I've put there. And then that translates into day to day. Now that's not to say I don't have a master list of the tasks that need to be done. I do have that. I'm, I have those in, you know, those systems, one for home life, one for, uh, work life. And then I translate those. I pull those out and I do this. I either do it if I'm really good and I'm ahead. I'm doing it the day before mm-hmm. and I'm writing out literally handwriting out pen and mini legal pad. <laughs> I am writing out my day in order of where the, you know, the dedicated uh, milestones are like that important meeting, this point in time where I'm going to go work out this point in time where I know that's the only time I'm going to get lunch. If I miss it, I don't get it. That kind of thing. Like I map that out. And well, just to make sure you said pen and paper, not Apple pen, like an actual pen with actual, actual paper. Pen. No, I don't have the <laughs> Apple pen as much of a Mac guy as I, I mostly as I actually I fully am. There's nothing I have that's computer wise. <laughs> it's not a Mac, but I, and I do it that way because I like the tangibility of it. I like yeah. to be able to cross it off and say, I know right where I am. I like reviewing it repeatedly in the sense that re- – repeatedly, not in the sense of over and over and over again, but in the sense of 
I have checked to make sure I know what my schedule is for the day, as well as comparing that to what my task list task list is, and then I combine it together into a, a paper list. Okay, well, you, you kind of uh, alluded to this a little bit about you know the the, the perfect day. You know, on, on a perfect day, you'll get the next day uh, kind of laid out in advance. Walk us through if you had uh, a work day happening and it's going to be end up being you know you were productive that day. You know, it was it was a perfect uh, work day for you. What does that look like for you? Well, I mean, a perfect work day is you know anything that I said I was going to do, I did, and so that may mean saying I'm going to do less. And being then available again for things if they come up. But it's going to be, I mean, in, in, in the most, you know, practical sense, it's going to be me getting up before everybody else in my house. Mm-hmm. However early that is, I mean, I've had recent guests again who've said, you know, 5 a.m. is a miracle time to get up and wake up and be alive. And <laughs> that's just not, that's falling on deaf ears for a lot of people. But I did get up at 5 a.m. this morning and I did work for two and a half hours before my daughter had to get up for uh school to get ready. Then I took about another hour there to be with the family, you know, help with breakfast, that kind of thing. Then I transitioned back over to getting myself ready and prepping for this and in a meeting I have after it. And then I have uh, a couple of quick tasks I'm going to knock out. I'm going to eat some lunch, another meeting, and then I'm going to go work out because I know that's when it's going to happen today. <laughs> and then after that, I have one thing I need to knock out for the rest of the afternoon, and I'm going to do that in intervals until it's time for dinner, and then I'm done for the day. That's awesome. So That's awesome. As ideal as that may or may not be, that's what I'm doing today. Yeah. You know, I, I love uh, just to hit on what you're saying. You know, no matter uh, what time it happens to be, uh, you still end up on a perfect day getting up before the rest of your family. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was John Acuff uh, who, who said something to the effect of, you know, anybody can be selfish at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so anybody, you know, if, if you want that extra little bit of margin in your life, no matter how big of a family you have, no matter, you know, what your life looks like or how crazy it is, you know, uh, there, there are prime spots, but they might not be the spots that you'd like to take them. And I, I think that's brilliant. That and if I can add on top of that, yeah, please, you know, being selfish at three a.m. or five a.m. or I mean, he did a five a.m. club for a long time. John Acuff Mm -hmm. did. I do it now, not out of well, I do, yeah, no, I do it now out of necessity because I'm trying to reshape and reform and uh, change habits and and all that. Like you heard me, like I didn't say I get up at five a.m. and I go work out. Mm -hmm. I know that's not going to work, and the reason (laughs) is is because. One, it's going to take me a lot longer to get warmed up and out the door and to the place and do the thing and then get back. And also I've learned that that sometimes backfires when kids get up at that time that yeah. uh, shouldn't be. And my wife's sleep is important to Absolutely. her slash than me. Roxy. <laughs> and so by me being there at the house and having a thing or two that I'm knocking out that even if they do get up early, I can set them up, you know, sitting there with me and we can, you know, they can hang out with me while I finish something or, or being flexible enough to say, Oh, the thing I'm working on right now is something that I can fit in later. I guess ultimately what I'm saying is there is a seasonality to it. If you, if you really can't do the 5 a.m. thing, do the 6 a.m. thing or do the 7 a.m. thing. Do the whatever thing. You know, if it's late at night, then you, you plan for that too. Uh, I, again, this is one of those retread <laughs> issues that we've talked about on the show a number of times. But yeah, it's one of those things where if you're looking for extra time, then you need to restructure the way you're, you're using your time right now. You, either you g- decide to get more sleep and get to bed sooner by turning off your phone and your screens and everything. 
quick side note, I'm really looking forward to the next uh, iOS update now that they're going to have the blue light. I heard about this. Oh, How crazy. Yeah. I, re- I already have that on my uh, my Mac through this uh, tool called Flux. So when they said that was going to be on the devices, I'm like, oh, that means I'll be able to read on my iPad. Do you, um, do you notice a, an actual difference? I mean, versus, you know, you have this already on your desktop. Do you notice an actual difference uh, as far as the blue light goes? I think I do. Um, I Actually, I can... <laughs> Without rat, without ratting out my wife, she's she spends time watching TV in bed at night, looking at the blue screen, and I'm like, dim it, dim it, and even then it's not non blue light. So anyway, she sometimes has to, it keeps her up. It keeps it can keep all of us up. That's the problem. Yeah. So, but yeah. anyway, yeah, that finding that time is important, and it, you can't make new time, but you can discover new time. That's right. If that makes sense. It does. It does. And, uh, you, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, the health, you know, thing. This is a time of year when, uh, people are working on resolutions. Uh, do you have any other kind of routines or checklists? You did, you did mention the seasonality of it all. So I know it's not a permanent thing, but, uh, what are you right now currently trying to habitualize in your life? Well, for me, it's, I, I am trying to pull my Cliff Ravenscraft. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going back to that, segment of this conversation, I have been going and, and, and I think what I'm doing is, is I am making my, I'm trying to habitualize, uh, enjoying going and working out. And I, I'll tell you what, yesterday I didn't want to stop. <laughs> and as I was leaving and, and coming home, uh, I felt the best that I've felt in a long time, uh, driving home. And I just felt like, man, I, I really wish I could go back and do some more. And I feel really good right now. I'm not like worn out and out of breath and, and all that. So, uh, that's the thing I'm working on. Like I'm wearing that groove out now before I make a specific commitment to like say, okay, I'm going to do six days a week, <laughs> 30 minutes a day. I'm trying to do every day that I can fit it in. And, and, and I'm using my Apple watch to, uh, you know, uh, tick the goals off and I, and I'm meeting them most days. I even did that on Instagram. I showed a little, uh, I've been doing it almost a month now and I've had a lot higher activity rate. Sheer curiosity. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned you, you come out of the gym, uh, on days like today or yesterday and think, man, you know, I actually feel really, really good. Do you notice any difference in, uh, anything that you've done during the actual workout that, that makes that change for you? You know, what is the difference between a day where you're like, I hate my life and I want to go back to bed and, uh, and days where you feel really good? Well, are you, are you specifically asking about the working out aspect or if working out in the day changes the way I feel about my day? Uh, specifically the working out aspect of it. Is there anything that you notice you do differently or harder or easier? I'll say this. My body, uh, my mind is sharper when my body has had activity. Hmm. That is what I'm noticing. And so I am finding that I crave now drinking more water and I crave standing up like I am right now at my desk. And I crave going and, you know, having some physical activity and listening to some music like on a specific playlist that I've made. That's huge. Uh, well, as far as your uh, entire workflow goes, what, what has been the most difficult thing to implement so far? You look back on your successes. You look back on uh, the things that you considered to be wins on your to-do list or wins uh, in, inside of creating or crafting a process. Uh, is there anything that you look at and, you know, e- even your calendar, you know, even the software that's out there right now and think, man, it, it, if there is just one uh, thing that 
we could get right here or, or if, if there's one portion of my workflow that if I could just nail that, uh, it would work. I guess I'm basically asking, you know, where's the bottleneck for you or where has it been for you? Yeah, the bottlenecks there, – there's been, you know, bottlenecks – here's the thing. There's always going to be a new bottleneck that comes along. True. Because True. life doesn't stay static. It all, it's always changing. And I think that's the thing for me. Like when I started the show, uh, I was working at a university and I was fitting in the podcast in the, you know, I was fitting in prep in the early morning. I was taking a lunch hour at different times of the day when mm-hmm. I didn't have other things to do. And I was recording then and, uh, putting it out there. And, and there was a, you know, a seasonality and a consistency to it, especially when I planned you know, two, three, four months out. Then things changed and I was working from home and uh, that was a whole other animal that I'd never <laughs> – man, I tell you what, remote working threw me for a loop in a bad way. And, uh, you know, I had to catch up. I had to play catch up with relearning a lot of different things when it came to time of the day, workspace, my own energy – there's a number of things. Staying focused and, you know, not being on the internet, you know, even though working on the internet, I mean, talk about working on the internet before when there's people around to quote unquote distract you. Then when it's just you and your mind and you have this guilt of, I should be doing something right now and I am, but then I <laughs> went off into something else that's also work, but not as immediate or important as what I need to be doing right now. Like it's all self-management. And, and again, self-management was the whole reason I started the show. I was just so interested. I started it because I wanted to, one, talk to some awesome people that I was hoping to get to talk to, and I have. And I wanted to get out of them how they got to do how they decided to and how they got to the place where they would do this awesome work. And in other words, it came down to how do they self-manage? And so anyway, that, that threw me for a loop. And, you know, over the course of the past three and a half years, going on four years now with this show, yeah, I'm the productivity expert who has times been a complete hypocrite when it comes to productivity. <laughs> and I'll be upfront with that because, and I'll say that with complete honesty and transparency because one, it's true. And two, that's an inevitability for anybody who's good at productivity or good at self-management. Things change, the sea shifts, and then you get your bearings again. And I think the thing that I've the probably the biggest lesson I can share is don't wait to get your bearings again. Hmm. Like when things are unsettled, there's a reason. And it's good to take a minute and even in, not in a hyper paranoid way, but in just a okay, where am I at? What's what's important? What is the expectation of that I've given myself or that someone else has on me right now? Am I in check with all of that? You know, and, and that's why I kind of start, started to operate by the calendar and the, the list of tasks, uh, and copy it down into, okay, here's my map for today. Yeah. I mean, there's the recalibration, the refocusing, yeah. and the, the sooner you get back on track, the that, sooner you, you keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you said the word right there, recalibration. I think just daily recalibration, weekly recalibration, and then even monthly, but I even, have been starting to operate in just the, okay, from here through to, you know, I mean, it's January through the end of April is kind of where my mindset is right now. Mm. And then if there's a hopper for future in the week or sorry, in the year, it's, you know, May through to about end of August or mid August. And then it's from, you know, it's, so it's those three, it's those, uh, not quarters, trimesters. I guess that's the right word. I'd say trimesters. Yeah. 
So that's uh, that's my scope as far as how far out I'm looking. And you know, that's not to say I'm not like now next year, but I you know, right now I'm I'm recalibrating all that. Yeah. So the whole idea of a of a five year plan, ten year plan, uh, you're, you're basically saying, you know, not not screw that, but basically, you know, I, I want to work with most of my focus on the next uh, next couple of weeks coming up. Yeah, and as my now pertains to my future, those five, 10 year, whatever plans. Mm-hmm. Again, what I'm doing is like, look, in the future, I want to be, and, and you know, I'm bringing it back to health again real quick. <laughs> in the future, yeah, I want to be the, the most healthy possible person I can at that point. So what does that mean for me right now? Well, it just means, look, wear that groove uh, of habitual activity now. It means getting up early and going to bed at the right time. It means turning things off at a certain point and focusing on people versus uh, things, that kind of stuff. That's where I'm at is like I'm just and, – and, and, and all of this is, again, I'm, I'm, in, I'm currently in a new stage of recalibrating. I love it. Two last, I think, quick questions about wins, one kind of on a micro level, one kind of on a macro level. What for you is an ultimate win for an episode of the show? Like, so you're, you're, you're recording, you're in an interview. I mean, we're having this conversation right now. Is there a moment, you know, when you're talking with a guest and you just know that you've hit that mark? I mean, the content's golden. You just know, you know, you can't wait to share it with everybody at that point. You know, one of the, one of the best things about having a really great podcast episode, especially when it's one of those ones where you're, uh, the style of the show is a conversational recording, Mm -hmm. uh, like this is, and you, just get lost in it. You don't even think about it. You're not looking at a list of questions. You're just having the conversation. You're just in the moment and you're enjoying yourself. And it's not a a, a task to record podcast episodes. You know, all that melts away and you're just in the moment having fun with it and enjoying it. And you don't want it to stop because you're, you're just having fun. Um, there's that. That's one of the key pieces when I know an episode's good. And then two, I think just when a, when a guest blows my mind and I'm like, hmm. whoa, okay, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this episode for sure, uh, <laughs> which I do. Most people think it's funny, but I listen to my own show, not for my own voice, but for the guest. I want to listen back. <laughs> I have – I listened back to two or three episodes just recently. For example, when I got my Apple Watch because I had had two or three – I had one sp- episode specifically about it with uh, Craig Jarrow and Mike Vardy and then another one with uh, – Gosh, I'm going to say Max Sparky, but I know uh, David Sparks. And I wanted to hear that. I wanted to relive those episodes and glean stuff from those uh, in my knowledge base. And so I did. And there was nothing wrong with that. And so uh, I guess a good episode is one where you get lost in it as you record it. Two is you want to go back and listen to it yourself, even though you lived through it and maybe don't love listening to your own voice. And uh, three is, yeah, when, when the guests blow your mind. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely uh, identify with that. They say, uh, you know, the content, uh, the content doesn't change, but you change, you know, over time. And so how you yeah. interact with that content is, is different, you know, when you re-listen to something. Uh, this is just purely a selfish question. Um, it's something I love asking people uh, anytime I get to spend some time with them. But uh, what does massive success look like for you? You know, what is the story that, that you hope to tell with kind of the larger story of, of what's happening with your life? I mean, when, uh, you know, when people are, are, Summing up Eric Fisher, uh, what what is the image that you hope that they have in their mind? What is the story that that you hope that they're uh, they're getting to tell? Man, that is a tough question to answer. I've thought about it a lot. For a while, I thought it meant being known by more people. Now, I just want the people that do know me to have had some sort of positive impact 
from me and and you know the closer they are to me the more uh you know impact it, that it will have had you know honestly you know i want to have uh my family first i mean you know and that's such a trite thing to say but it's true i want to you know have my family know uh hey they love you know he loved us and and all that <laughs> i don't know i'm generalizing <laughs> and rambling a little bit here yeah, because that's the thing is like people would be like, well, success, I want to, you know, 10 years out, I want to be like completely independently wealthy. I want to have no debt. Uh, I want to be running the successful business out of whatever and this and that. And I'm like, none of that is appealing to me mm-hmm. in, in actuality. Like I just – I would rather enjoy doing what I'm doing. I know I enjoy working in teams and collaboration. I never – you know, people use – people – break apart the word entrepreneur and put it together with other pieces of other words like solopreneur or this <laughs> some shoepreneur and uh none of those are appealing to me to be quite honest I, yeah. I i want to work with people that i like working with and enjoy doing good work with them and and enjoy stopping doing that work and spending time with people I like to spend time with and doing fun things. Like, is it any more complicated than that? Really? No, it's not. But we make it that way. Hmm. I mean, I boil it down to that. I mean, I just th- keep thinking about it. And I'm like, no, the best times I've had is when like I go see a new movie uh, that everybody else has gone and seen. And I've seen it with a best <laughs> friend of mine who, you know, we've both had really deep conversations about it. And, you know, and then also hanging out and talking with my daughter about it a little bit. And then, uh, you know, spending time with my son as he's discovering, you know, how to, to write his name and stuff like that. Like that's where I'm at. That's what I want to, I want a simple life and I want to share that with a good impact for other people, I guess. That's that's where I'm at right now. I just don't see, you know, building some huge productivity or social media empire being in my future. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, no, people. That, that, that said, don't stop following me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's a disappointment to anybody. And I think if anything, uh, there's, there's probably some heads nodding along uh, with the conversation because, it, uh, you know, in all honesty, it's coming from a place of authenticity. And I think that that's something that, that everybody wants. So, uh, no, absolutely good answer. That's it for my uh, my list of questions. So uh, let me say uh, it's been an honor to uh, kind of flip the tables and get to hear your side of the story. I think that it's something that your audience is going to find super valuable as well. And uh, thanks for letting me uh, kind of ride along and just get to listen to uh, a little bit of what you do. Yeah. Hey, thank you. And thank you for what you're doing over at uh, the Pro Guide. And congratulations. I think I've said this privately, digitally once, but in public, I just want to say congratulations on you doing the hosting of the GTD podcast, man. Goodness, dude. Uh, <laughs> blown away. I, yeah. I'm almost, there's, there's, there's kind of like this feeling for me where it's like, uh, maybe they'll find out, you know, <laughs> right? like, you know, do they, do they know, but no, it's, 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 uh, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm super thankful to get to, uh, get to hear a lot of people's stories as they interact with GTD. So it's, it's a, it's a fun ride over there. Well, why don't you tell people where they can find that? And I'll put that in the show notes. Sure, sure, sure. So the pro guide you can find at, uh, www.proguide.io. And uh, Getting Things Done is over at gettingthingsdone.com slash podcast. Awesome. So what did you think? I, again, feel like there's more questions to be asked here, and I'm giving you that opportunity to ask them. So go to beyondthetodolist.com slash 121. That's beyondthetodolist.com. 
com slash 121 and you will get the opportunity to ask any question you want to there in that comment section. I will be camped out there. I will be ready. I will have notifications on. Ask away. Thanks again to Nosby for supporting Beyond the To-Do List. And thanks again for their generous offer of a 30-day free trial of Nosby Pro and 10% off for when you upgrade. Head on over to nosby.com slash to-do. That's nosby, N-O-Z-B-E dot com slash T-O-D-O. And make sure to use the code to-do, T-O-D-O, when you upgrade to the pro account. Thanks again to Nosby for supporting Beyond the To-Do List. And thanks again to you for listening. And I will see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.